This is Westworld Podcast by Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're covering episode two. This one's called The Winter Line. Um, and before we even get started, let me go ahead and say this. If you're noticing a little bit difference in audio or a little bit, or, you know, we're trying to uh, maintain the quarantine restrictions or recommendations. And so we are doing this via Skype tonight. Uh, so uh, apologize if there's any difference in audio, but, you know, uh, we're going still going to get our product out there for you guys and want to make sure y'all are good with that. But other than that, I think we get right into the pod. So what was y'all's thoughts on tonight's episode? Pretty impressive. I mean, we went from a full divorce episode now to a full Maeve episode, which, dare I say, I enjoyed a little bit more, even though it was less future techie. I thought there was a lot of great shots, and we might not have advanced, but I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was a lot more fun, is what I'll go with. Right. I I enjoyed the episode, but I had some qualms with a few parts in it. Uh-huh. Um Maybe even uh, some explanations may be a little extremely difficult to understand. So, uh, did y'all watch the after episode? That kind I, of did. Like I did. I did. Which it made it a little more clear. But some of the stuff I'm still a little unsure about. Okay. I uh, I'll be. Good. I wasn't a, a huge fan. Uh, to me, I thought the episode was not bad. For I mean, for Westworld, it was always fun to watch. But overall, I wasn't like. My socks weren't wet by any means, you know, and um, so I I don't know. Like like I said, there was a few things I kind of was like, okay, you know, and they do a little explanation, yeah, towards the end and so on. But I I did struggle with a little bit here and there. Um, But I also felt like it was just more of a big setup, you know, just like the first episode was. We set up the, the parameters of her world she's in. This episode is setting up the parameters for the world that Maeve is in right now. You know, yes. giving you another, never, another look at it, another visual, and I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but other than that, I mean, like I said, it was still a solid episode. Well, I think they were setting up episode one protagonists, episode two antagonists, or vice versa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we you don't know who you're rooting for necessarily in this, but I agree. With I that. agree. And also. I don't know if it's just episode one, but the audio levels were much better on this episode. Like the background music was not hitting no, me. Not a distraction. Way better. <laughs> well, there was not a single moment I couldn't understand what they were saying. Right. Do you do you watch with subtitles or no subtitles? The, oh my no. god, y'all y'all are crazy still. No, no subtitles. That was the nicest <laughs> part about this. I was like, yes, I have my subtitles back. Right. I will tell you this. It was nice to see Hector back into a role. You know, I hate that, the, you know, he was not a yeah. a character. Bring back old Hector. Yeah. He, the he short-haired, scrag, scraggly beard guy. I, I don't, I'm not with him. He doesn't even deserve the name Hector. What did they give him? <laughs> I don't even They said his name name on it. They said it like 15 times, but I, I was with the old Maeve calling him Hector the entire way through. He'll always yeah. be Hector on this show to me. There's no way around that. But, um, <laughs> but I thought the costumes, I thought the Nazi world, or as she calls it, War World, um, yep. was. Uh, I thought all the details were impeccable. I thought the, ar- the architecture, the buildings, the air, the decoration, the whole nine yards was phenomenal. How about that car? Yeah. The, the candy apple red, the way those doors open. So I don't even like convertibles when I'd be driving that thing anywhere I could. It was sweet. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I thought the I thought the violence, you know, the the details and the special effects and all that stuff were phenomenal. Um, I mean, anything they did with War World, I thought was very impressive. Um, I think they took it another step farther when they did the whole. It's all a visual construct. Everything is. Mm-hmm. There's no more actual bodies that you know. It's all just a, a mind game now. It's a new level, you know. Um, that's built just for her on this situation. It wasn't actually an actual real world. Um, so do we believe that war world is an actual place somewhere in, you know, in the country and this is just a visual construct or was this, which one is it? Or is there both? No, it was I don't all think war world exists at all as far as a park. Okay. I'm with Jake here because I mean, we see him go to Westworld and we see her old body and like, it's kind of being intertwined with, her being in World World, trying to escape, at least on the first uh, excursion. See, I agree with that. Plus, the other thing is, too, is that the storyline that is given here is Maeve uh, trying to escape. They get to the airplane, and it fails, right? And the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. That is for her character. That's not a storyline that a paying customer could get into and be a part of, I guess, if she already knows, if she's already self-aware. You know, I didn't see the elements of somebody else being in that park or playing a role in that park in that situation. And what would be the benefit of being a person in that park based on the storyline that we got? You know, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but it is kind of showing some futuristic tech as well. So if they were able to drop a consciousness of a guest into a simulation, it's safer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's... You know, less the fear of what just happened at Westworld of, you know, hosts going crazy. Um, but some of that stuff was a little squirrely. I mean, I understood what she was doing, you know, to crit- you know, cripple the system and all that type of stuff. But some of it was, was it a bridge too far to, to create this whole scenario over and over again just to test Maeve to see if she was the one to stop Dolores? Well, he wasn't trying to see if she was the one to stop Dolores. She thought she, he thought she was Dolores. He thought she was the one that prevented all the code and was the one that was getting ready to end the world that his system can't detect. And then he found out once she wasn't the one in the forge that he's not who she's looking for. Yeah, but why, why create all this stuff for Maeve? Because he was trying to get the information to get into the forge and to get all the information of the people she she sent there. Uh, I guess that's why Lee was asking some like coordinates questions mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah, which was a dead yeah. giveaway too. I knew I knew he was fake from the get go for um, the his mannerisms and the way they were doing things. I mean, I thought it was great. I was like, when I watched Westworld season two, he did not survive the bullets that he took. I mean, I'm sorry. No, he got, there was he no got way. He was, He's like, a few times. I mean, like, and I like uh, how she was like, huh, how sweet of you to make it such a compact target. I was like, oh, calling yeah. him a coward at the end. <laughs> yeah. so well, like, just we call him heartless, too. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, there were a couple dead giveaways. And, and, of course, some other things, like, that bothered me when they were like that. Like, when her and Hector were just able to run by all, you know, the... the yeah. Oh, the, I had a that, I was like, at man, that was, was like, such a letdown. I was like, are they really? Nobody's going to notice them running from a column to column within literal yeah. feet of these soldiers? Give me a break. Well, at first I was like, okay, you know, they're running behind them. They're not going to have anyone oh. looking at those columns. We hit the full pay view, just 30 soldiers looking at them. I was like, 
Nope. They yeah. run right behind a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally I mean, right behind, right behind one. Feet. In the open air. Yeah. It was In ridiculous. broad daylight. Uh, th- that's that's going to be a meme now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hilariously so, bad. And like, there was a couple little things like that in this episode that really bothered me. That the no, that, that's what I'm talking about. It really stuff like that, the realism stuff. Was kind of let go. I'll tell you this. When Stubbs starts fighting those soldiers, the first two soldiers he fights in the episode, when he takes a, sh- a shot in the shoulder, it's a beatdown, all that was realistic. And then when he goes out there with a fucking battle axe, yeah. and takes out, he's able to make three or four guys run away. Give me a break, man. I mean, that was like, that That was some <laughs> lame-ass shit right there. Lame. And, uh, and then uh, they get through the battle. I wanted, a, I wanted an explanation for that. I wanted there to be something where they weren't able to hurt him or something because he's their head of security or something. Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. It made no sense. You've got a battle axe swinging at me, and I've got an automatic weapon. There's no contest here. To me, he has but a thousand They weren't even pulling the trigger. Exactly. They weren't you even know. trying to shoot him. They right. ran off with guns. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that, those are two scenes that like really irked me in this episode. Really effing irked me. Well, I mean, it goes back to the first two people. Why do they even recognize Stubbs? He's been out of commission for three months well, uh, or a hundred days. He's hundred days security there. So I mean, I guess that you know he would be known. Not in a hundred days though. Like no one's like, see? oh hey, where you been? Well, you, you, you nothing. Don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I could say that is more believable than that bullshit we were watching when he's fighting them off with a battle axe. Don't get me wrong now. The battle axe and, and the Game of Thrones and the creators of Game of Thrones being in there, like their text, you know, DB and Weiss and stuff. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's a nice little sprinkle for the fans and so on. How are you going to get that there, piece by piece? Yeah, well, here's the yeah. thing. What I wanted there is, is I wanted those two to walk out and take a few bullets during this for that <laughs> writing extravaganza they gave us for last season, but. Anyway, I would have taken a uh, Home Depot for ice chains. At least that way I would have known where it came from. But. Uh, yeah, well, it was I think it was also poetic that it shows them taking a saw to the dragon, you know, on his head. <laughs> I was like, that's basically what you did to the series at the end of last season. You know, I mean, but whatever, Fair enough. you know, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you want to break this episode down. Let's break it down into two parts. There was a Bernard area and there was a Maeve thing. OK, mm-hmm. And to me, let, let's get Bernard going. Um, he gets on this boat. He goes over to Westworld. Uh, he doesn't expect the, the, the shot of the sun. Oh, yeah. No, that's pretty sweet. Like, when we were going there, my goodness. Like, I, I would have done anything to have been on that boat when they were watching that sun right there. He makes it into Westworld. We get to see the burn church. We see all this. He goes into his old, you know, the old house where, you know, he has all his body doubles or his other models or whatever, however you want to call it. Sees his tablet broken and finds Stubbs in the in the back of this room with a wound to the, his neck. Mm. Where he tried to shoot his sixth vertebra or C six, yeah. um, which is evidently your power, you know, something to do with your power, and he misses and he's just kind of stuck there. Um, doesn't really give us a big explanation of where he was for all of season two. I was kind of disappointed with that. Um, but I'm happy to see the character back in the show. Yeah, I'm happy to see him back. And that's kind of the, the thing is, it's like, I'm happy to see this guy. I'm glad they're giving him more screen time. But that was the weird thing about Hector, too, is like, I'm happy to see him, but 
also unhappy because he's in a simulation. He's not the character we know and love. And now he's pretty much gone. I can't even see yeah. a reason why he would be back. Well, yeah, he's so not like, a character in this. You know, yeah, the actor was yeah. there to play a part, but the, the character is not there, which is yeah. very disappointing. So, right. So it was kind of hard for me. It was like, do I trade Hector for Stubbs? In my head, I'm kind of like, eh, maybe Hector I, I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought Stubbs did a good. He did, he did a good job this episode. I mean, most of the stuff was pretty good. Okay. I'm kind of digging the Stubbs and Bernard duo. Uh, I think there's a little bit of room to grow, especially by the end of the episode. Well, all it is is Stubbs is going to is going to be that faithful hero to his. You know, he'll end up just like the robot that was trying to carry Maeve's pearl out of there with a thousand bullets in it. You know, and be done. Um, I mean, I think he's got a chance to be a better version of Teddy. Was in season two. That shouldn't be hard. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like with, with Stubbs, that we know what Bernard is. Yes. We know Bernard. You know he he works so hard to make him different. You know to have all these existential questions and all these things. But Stubbs, he, he, the way he talks to him and the way he, I don't know, interacts he's with him, it almost doesn't. Yeah, he's well, it just doesn't. But he does also doesn't seem. Like a robot to me, I guess. Which, I guess that's the point, but I'm just like, I don't know. Just a lot of these, you know, a lot of the hosts now are starting to get like. Remember, remember how they kind had, of, yeah, they had a, they have a certain path, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And like they couldn't even get out of it. And if you tried to get them out of it, they would just kind of repeat themselves. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, and they, Sizemore does that in this one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in season one and two, it's like if you. If you took them out of their little path, they freak out. And now it's like all of them are just like Stubbs. So how is he not in his path? You know well, what I'm saying? Like, was Stubbs actually finished his path, and now he's like brought back to it. So he's the yeah. first time we've ever seen like reach their ending and be like, "Oi, what are you doing here? Well, I'm supposed just, to be able to retire." Again, you you brought up a good point, like we were talking about earlier with qualms with Stubbs. His mission directive was to make sure Bernard was safe. Yet he was nowhere to be found the entire second season. And Bernard was in pan- in peril most the entire second season to where it was Stubbs. And then, yeah. you know, and then he gets found in the room with all the doubles and all that stuff. I mean, like, like it, it, to me, it was kind of a weak introduction of his character that doesn't have enough explanation to get from point A to Z where he was. And then, like Jake's talking about, he seems robotic. I mean, like, he just has a list of directives and that's that's his only function. There's nothing, there's per, no personality, no nothing to him. And now, but he has, his personality in him to begin with. He's kind of a smartass, though. And I'm just like, what, I, what I'm saying is, everything is different now. Like, it doesn't matter. He is aware of what happened in Westworld. You know, he's aware that Bernard shouldn't be there, that he was in a lot of danger and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So... Like, at what point does all your list of commands run out where you don't have answers and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, well, you run out of quick-witted, smart answers. answers. And he already knew it, and he goes, well, Bernard, that's not my protocol. I was just kind of here to do things. All that free thinking, not me. That's true. Yeah, I know, uh, but he's still, he's still a smart-ass. He, he still has little quips and stuff. Yeah, and which none of that was exhibited. The only thing that was exhibited, which was strike number three for the episode, is him coughing up a gosh damn bullet. And I, was just I thought like, that was pretty cool. No, to me, I thought it was lame. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was spitting up blood when he was there, 
And yes, I guess you could see this, but like him, like acting like he's coughing mm-hmm. and it coming up. I, I don't know. Like to me, it, I had a negative thought about it. You know, I just, I wasn't impressed of the, of the ones I've qualmed about earlier. This is my least, you know, upset about, but I it's just pretty cartoonish. I, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly how I feel about it. It's like, you know, it's like somebody shoot the Hulk in the mouth and he spits it right back out. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Here nor there. Right. I, I was cool I with do, it. I do feel like those silly ass moments are overshadowed by the really good moments we do get. Agreed. You know. I agree. With later that. on in the show, so I definitely agree. So again, they go down there. They're looking for Maeve. They come there. They find her body. Body. Um, with this nasty head wound in the back of it. It was gruesome, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, with the pearl removed. And, uh, you know, and if anybody has any qualms about nudity anymore, this episode should, you know, go ahead and electrify that because I think two thirds of the episode, you were getting some form of nudity. And of course this room, just like season one was no exception. Um, but they decide to go up to a new level. And so they're telling me when I listened to what they said, they said that we're going up to level four, which is a manned room. And this is the Game of Thrones level? Is this what I'm getting at? Yeah, it's another park. He said this is park four, is what he said. Okay. And so, of course, it was all decorated in medieval stuff, Game of Thrones, of course, D.B. and Weiss, like we talked about. Uh, To me, the dragon was a touch much. I uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's great for your fans and stuff like that, but... Do we do we believe that they've created a dragon that flies around, you know, like you're at a Game of Thrones park that's legitimately there? I mean, honestly, Rules, I was fine with it. Well, well and that's yeah. the other thing too is that this thing has to be right next to Westworld. Yeah, good point. They're in Westworld, and he's like, all right, well, let's just Go to mosey floor. on over to Park Four, which I guess is on just the back side of the island, and you know, you have to go over there, and it's. Westworld Island. Yeah. I mean, or Westworld Island. They said they were shipping it to Costa Rica. So yeah, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is they leave a Westworld door and walk into a Westeros door. Yeah, you know well, I mean, they level, not necessarily door, because you're still in the same, you're still in the same landmass. <laughs> yeah, open air. I mean, that's I mean the like, thing we don't even know if that's cowboys running great. around. I mean, they might not have looking around in Westeros world. A dragon. You know? Yeah. Well, it clearly looks like they were running it over there. Yes. I mean, I will agree with you there. But, I mean, they could have just had these pieces that they were trying to build. And Here's my thing. This show has done such a good job of, like, putting you into this new future, this new world, and so like that. To do these things, which I thought it was great, but to throw in these little, like, moments for fans yeah it, it pulls me out of it a little bit it was fan service that's what it was. yeah it, it's not, i mean yeah and they even said it after the thing that was purely fan service but it's not like i need to be on a show that this that's this smart and you know requires the audience yeah. to be this smart and has done this well like it made me realize i was watching a tv show again you know what i'm saying because it's like okay this, yeah. this is a good enough show to get like really sucked into it and like try to you know make decisions or what would you do in this situation or whatever like that. And then it was just like, you know, as much as I love game of Thrones, I didn't want to see it in it. It was like when Ed Sheeran popped up in game of Thrones. It was like, really? 
Yeah. This isn't something yeah. that I wanted. Right. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, an attention grab, ratings, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And it's not, it doesn't add any value to the show itself. If anything, it's, it's a, a distraction. It's a, it's a distraction. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a hashtag. It's a Twitter. Hey, did everybody see the Game of Thrones thing? Did everybody see DB and Weiss? Well, no. But that's the thing is you go on Twitter while the episode's going on. It's not that Westworld is trending. It's hashtag Drogon is trending. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, once again, I, I feel like that just pulls away from what is a fantastic show. that has no need for fan service. Absolutely okay. agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, get so, in there Bernard starts downloading himself correct correct well, he starts scanning himself on a clean computer one that he knows Dolores has not messed with uh, yeah and of course he gets to see the nuggets of information that he needs to try to get an idea of where he needs to go to look for Dolores and things and it's where we get Liam and you know there was other little cool, other cool little flashes in there you know uh, some gunshots different things um, but like the, one of the things was her and Bernard looking at each other while she's on the table and she's mm-hmm. half skinned or whatever like that. And she says it'll take both of us to to do, do this, this or something but like not that. Not as friends. Yeah. So it's kind of because um, he keeps wondering why did Dolores bring him back, you know? And he's saying things like she may think she might go too far and needs me to rein her in or something, you know. So, I mean, that does tell us that Bernard was one of the ones that she snuck out. One of the six that we couldn't figure out last week. I mean, kind of has to be, right? Yeah, well, there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Because she, she does bring him back. And we see her in the future, you know, her future self talking to Bernard. Yeah. In the black dress and stuff like that. So we know she's already out when she brings him back. Correct. Correct, correct. Good. So do we think she snuck out Maeve as well, but it somehow got in the wrong hands? No, I don't know. He just somehow got Maeve's. Is what we just don't know how yet. Man, I really don't know how she ended up back in a simulation. Yeah, well, well, I mean, because I mean, her pearl was evidently in his possession because he was making this construct for her to test. You know, to see if she was the the threat or the anomaly or however you want to call it, and but we well, don't know, we don't know how the pearl uh, got there. You know, yeah. from point A to point B. You know what I mean? That's the one thing we don't have. Yeah, and maybe we'll see something about that, but I don't know. Or maybe we're just idiots and don't remember something from season two. I don't know. No, I mean like, no, I mean I. I think I would have remembered if they showed that, you know, her head was exposed and they took the pearl from it. You know what I mean? She, I know Dolores didn't take Maeve. You know, that didn't happen. So I guess it's Surratt guy. Some, somehow he got it. But hopefully we'll get an explanation on that. I kind of doubt it, though, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, well, let's dive That's into kind of all we get of Bernard. So. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, Bernard reprograms Stubbs, Stubbs so yeah. that. Uh, He'll be his bodyguard to, yeah, take to continue to protect him. Like I said, this is I like term, this com- is Terminator I like his comment, though. Yeah, this is Terminator too. But it is dangerous that he can still just be frozen. The command freeze all motor functions because that's something that could come back and bite Bernard when he's fighting Dolores and other people that actually know that those commands still exist. 
Well, I could see yeah. that he doesn't actually ever use it ever again, to be honest with you. I think he might not, but Dolores or somebody else. Well, and the question is, too, is how many other people are going to know that Stubbs is a, a host? Correct. Fairful. And the other thing is, is that only certain people have the voice command of freeze all motor functions, and it works. And That's so a good for all you know, all you know the other people don't have that voice command. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll, sure. we'll have to see how that plays out. As for Maeve... Again, like we talked about a minute ago, we're doing this war world thing over and you know over and over again, and it leads to her getting with old uh, Sizemore, and she comes to the conclusion that, uh, you know, this is all a construct, and she mm-hmm. wants and she says like any you know, humans, you have flaws and your, you know, your pride is only overshadowed by your laziness, <laughs> you know, yeah, which is a great line. And she, yeah. And she's not wrong because if I could have just copied over the work and done that, been like ninety percent of it, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, this is no a copy and paste. This We're copy and paste generations. I mean, there's no doubt. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is the guy who came up with copy and paste died recently. You know, he died like I think a couple really? months ago. Yeah, the guy who invented that. He was um, random thought. Anyway, um, so. I know they spend a lot of time showing us this fake world and how she's like, okay, I know it's all fake and stuff. And then she used Lee to make it where she's like, what's the square root of negative one to watch these, you know, all these hosts or these constructs sit there and debate each other over and over and over and over and over again. I would love a viewer to give us an answer of what the, what is the square root of minus one? I would love somebody to, you know, email us or hit us on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. As Maeve says, I'm too lazy to go look it up myself. Um, but Maeve numbers don't exist. <laughs> Easy. Sure. There you go. Uh, whatever. So <laughs> go through all this process, and and it's just a, like she said, trying to figure it out. And then she one thing leads to another, and she puts this map and all these soldiers, you know, sleeves or their coat or whatever, and basically. Pulls her gun up and said, you know, I forget her exact words. Let me get this. No, he's, the, the guy said, I'll see you in hell. And then the German says, not if I send you first. And she says, let me just <laughs> start this up for you guys. Yeah. Right. So she shoots and, and then the doors, bang, 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 bang. And everybody's taking bullets. And then it freezes. And right as the bullet's right in front of Lee, which is just a cool visual. I love the blood effects of these guys all frozen and. Laid up and slumped, yep. and I thought that, that was all really well done. Um, and of course, the whole flick the bullet away. I thought that was, you know, classic. Again, another example of a, you know, a scene where like the spitting of the bullet out, the flicking one off, you know, like that. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it. I thought that had its value. But all this, you know, for her to figure out that she was able. Then here's the thing I have a question about, and I need y'all from. She pulls up this tablet and she's she realizes she can see into where the real place is and she realizes this is all a construct and you see all these five tier christmas tree looking things you know they're all even and i guess this is just nothing more than these trees that hold a pearl yes of everything that's in this construct there plays a role in part, so that there is no actual physical world. It's all the mental, you know, what do you call it, you know, virtual reality, mm-hmm. or what do you want to call it. And so this new robot we've never seen before, which is a maintenance robot, 
she's able to program into it. But if you notice the shot, okay, it wasn't her programming it a lot through the computer so much as it like it showed her like being conscious with it. Does that make sense? Like Almost it, like she was downloading herself. Exactly, into like she was a part of it. And well, that's not what I saw. Even though at the at the end of the episode they start talking about how the robe rep, the robot represented Maeve, and you were rooting for it to get out. If you actually watch the thing, you'll see that she's just changing all the parameters of the robot. I saw that you too. Know, what I'm saying is the way they put the camera on her, it made me feel like she was doing it mentally instead of using the tablet in her hand. Now you did see her hand you know, move on the tablet. Don't get me wrong. But for the second half or latter half of uh, those directive changes and all that kind of stuff, it, it felt like she was doing it through her mind, if that makes sense. And which I wanted to believe that because, you know, like her powers and abilities of season two, she had that. But that was in Westworld only, not necessarily in this construct. Agree. Which is where, yeah. 100% agree. Um, I'm just saying I got that. That's kind of that's how I felt when I watched it. But again, she got this robot to come over, break the glass. Pull her pearl out, which the body collapses in Lee's arms. I thought her body mm-hmm. would just disappear. Did y'all see that? You think that, that makes more yeah, sense I, that it would disappear. I would have assumed she would have disappeared, too. Would, That's I, what I was expecting. I was fully expecting uh, her to disappear because, I mean, like, if there is no pearl for that, then it doesn't exist in that construct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, it showed but, the construct I, I, failing and things disappearing. When they realized it was, like it was fake. Exactly. And so I fully expected it for her, but they didn't. So to me, I think that's a miss, you know, that the show did. You know, am I mad about it? No. I just felt like when they show things pixelating and disappearing, you know, that weren't, you know, they're fake. I think her being there when it's plugged, when you're unplugged, it's no longer there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that um, would have looked better. To me, I think it would look better, too. Um but cool ass robot, cool ass special effects to get it the visual of it running and walking. Um, it you know, seeing escape routes, yeah, all that stuff. And, and then you know, and then thank God it showed it taking bullets. You know what I mean? Like if it had well, nothing but like sparks was... going off of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. But no, you actually see it taking bullets, and then at the end, you really take some bullets. You didn't see all the holes <laughs> in it. Yeah, because I thought the bullets were just bouncing off of it and it was kind of bulletproof. But oh no. I think it was like wow, a Swiss cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second it got into the courtyard area, you saw the holes in the back of it were actually leaking something. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is detail. That is legit. And then it gave you a, a, the front shot of it just taking hole after hole after hole. I was like, wow. Yeah. It's already on the ground. And what do they do? Hey, guys, just finish the clip. Just go ahead. Finish yeah. the clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Now, the one thing I noticed is when she was going through changing the directives on that uh, maintenance, did y'all see where she scrolled down and she found the riot control robot? Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm hoping somehow she's able to get in, you know, get into the mind of one of those, or you know, maybe that's where she. Oh, there's no doubt. Well, she in the preview find... where we see the riot control go through the wall. That's made. She she didn't find the riot control robot. She found the directive for riot control. Correct. And put it on this thing, um, and just moved all of its you know excessive force enabled and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. Um, so no, I don't think she actually found that robot. She but she did find riot control directive. It was nice seeing that little the little nugget in there because they keep showing that robot in the previews and I'm just like hell yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that one might uh, take a bullet a little better. Might <laughs> <laughs> might be a, a titanium lace or something. Well, I just think if it's a you know construction or riot control, you know, I mean, it's like it can take some damage. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. All right. Question. Why don't we kind of glazed over it for a second? We got the white screen with a circle, and it said divergence. South China Sea. Okay. Was this Bernard going to Westworld? Because, I mean, he was on a boat, and he was in the South and Asian waters, you know. So, I mean, I'm not, that, that's what that was. I, that's what I feel like that's what that was saying, is the divergence was yeah. is Bernard visiting Westworld was not something that was part of the plan, that this thing sees in the future. Or predicts or strategizes, yeah. Okay. The only problem is Maeve has that painting of that circle in her room. That was the only thing I could see it not being the South China Sea. But I think that's just more or less Sorok having... I think it's just all taking expression. Yeah. We're Hunbrum? Rehoboam? Rehoboam? I think yeah. that's more of like that painting that he has in the room with Maeve. See, I think when it shows a divergence, I think that's just it giving us that is another character of the show, and that's okay. just giving us a timeline, and not even a timeline, really. It just says this is what's happening there as the lead into what the next scene is going about. If that makes sense, because yeah, every time we've seen that that scene where it says something is a divergence or change, we get this we get this story arc from episode like we did in episode one. This one the same as episode two. I'm willing to bet we're going to get that same visual through almost all all the rest of the six episodes. Which God, that's so sad to say that there was only six episodes left. Um, but other than that, I mean, like really, the episode kind of wraps up with Sarat. You know, uh, so he's in the real Trying world. This is the real him uh, that we believe, and she's in a physical body. And which, how did he make her body? Body. Did anyone else have a problem problem with that? No, I think, man, they have it like a, a file, basically. You just put it on the printer. And I'm gonna guess down. that this guy. But it's like, how does he know what she looks like? Well, I mean, she stole the pearl out of its head. I mean, the pearl has to be uh, uh, identify who you are, all your characteristics, your features, everything. Yeah, but I mean, like she's just like a robot from Westworld. So the fact that he's able to find it, I guess, and then create that body—that was all Westworld technology. And yeah, as far as we know, was, he's not it was, on the board. It, but it appears that all the people that are involved in this have control of the Delos, you know, IP. Okay. Because um, like he was just with a different company, so like, it was hard for me to fathom that he had this Delos technology. Yeah, I, I think this guy is kind of like your hidden benefactor, you know what I mean, over the top of all of them. Okay. This is what it seems like, I, I, you know. Yeah. I, I can't be certain on that, obviously, but I'm. I don't have enough information. But the, yeah, but the yeah, fact that I mean, too, and that's going to be part of it is just the fact that since we don't, and he was able to do all this with May, find out what she looks like, be able to create the body, insert her jewel or pearl. I was like, hmm. And does her pearl look different than everyone else's from season one and season two? Weren't they more? No, that's just, just showing it's inside that thing. It was just okay. a base in that white plastic cover, plastic gotcha. cover thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I okay. I didn't get that either. 
Um, when she has Minga Sorak, of course, she grabs a knife and says, I do my own bidding. And he pushes a button on the little controller, and she freezes without having, like to say, free motor function. And, and kind of heartbreaking because she knows she's back in uh, under control again. Oh, it's only a matter of time before she breaks that. I'm not even worried about it. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to play that out. I'm not positive on that. I, mean, I had the same thought, though, Cash. I really did. But like Jake was saying, I was like, that facial expression was like, hmm, yeah, to realize you're under the thumb again, it's pretty tough. Um, but his line was, you're going to see soon that our interests are aligned. Right. What do you think he means by this? I don't know. Uh, possibly, you know, without humans, who takes care of you or whatever. I don't know. Something. I think it's going to be more or less the fact like he holds the key to getting her to where her daughter is. That's kind of what I was thinking. I think she did everything she wanted to because she had the human emotion or simulation of human emotion that she wanted to save her daughter and get her to safety and that he's going to use that card. You know, if you feel that strongly about yours, we're doing the same thing for a human race. What's the difference? You know, and something to that effect. I think, Jake, you're pretty warm on that. Yeah, I think it's possible. So and what, I mean, what if we find out her daughter is, you know, what, what if she meets the actual human counterpart in the real world or something? You know, I mean, it could be something wild. No idea. That's true. I mean, for all you know, that all these all these hosts are actually modeled after real people, you know, and in some capacity. And that might be a cool twist that they get. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, like we said, that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, just because we spent so much time reliving this same plotline with Maeve. I think we did it, what, three times? At least, yes. At yeah, least three times. And I mean, I, I, and I feel like the pod is probably a little light to the listeners and stuff like that, but really, once again, it's, it's kind of a setup, you know what I mean? Just another setup episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was kind of nice. Yeah. And some of, some of it's even fan service, I would say, with some of the old characters. You look at the two lab techs that we see. Correct. You know, that are working there. You realize those guys are simulations too. Oh yeah. yeah. She you says they explain why I, they don't recognize her. I scratched my head like she grabs his hand and he's like, um, awkward. What are you doing? And then well, they were going to call security. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of, you know, like I say, a little bit of fan service just to see those guys. It looks like hey, we will never see them again. You know what I mean? Be careful what you wish for. We asked that we could see them. We saw them and they were like, fuck. Why, why do we have to see him like well, this? It was, it's, it's an injustice. They've done this as a way of giving us those characters, but they're not. those aren't their characters. Yeah. We saw the visual actor, but again, it's just like Hector when you say that, okay, yeah, the actor's there doing his thing, but that's not Hector, and that's not the text, and that's not this. That's not Lee. That's not anything. That's just the actors being back for service. Everything yeah. with Maeve this episode, minus the rock at the end, was absolute foundation build and fan service, period. Yeah, and mo- mostly kind of heartbreaking because exactly. it's like, once again, you don't, you're not going to see these people again, more than likely. Exactly. Yeah. And in a way, like y'all have been saying, we didn't even see him this episode. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Now, the preview, we move back. The next episode is going to be about Charlotte or who we think, sh- who Charlotte really is. And so, Which is looking yeah. like Arn's wife? Who <sighs> what? No, there's that I one scene where Charlotte's sitting there, and it looks like there's a little boy. 
but do we think that that's Charlotte's real boy? I mean, my first gut instinct was, oh, that's Bernard's kid. And I was like, wait, no, no, man. Yeah, that's mine. That was my gut mixing. But I said, but no, no, that, the time difference and the jump, you know what I mean? All that. A hundred days? <laughs> you call no, the no, time no. difference a hundred days? What I'm saying is, is that how, how old is Westworld? You have to imagine when Westworld was season one, we saw a picture of Anthony Hopkins as a young man when they were developing it. You follow what I'm saying? And That's then okay. over several, several years, over maybe a decade or two, he turns into an old man before we get to what we see in Westworld. So any yeah. child of Arnold back in the day would not be a child anymore now. No, and no, no. So, I don't, I don't so, think it's Arnold's child. I, I think, I think it's Charlotte's real child, and you're going to have to make, you know. You think I think it's going to be more of a, a conscience battle that whoever's inside the host Charlotte now is going to have to play the role of the human Charlotte mom to this little boy. Correct. And yeah. it's probably gonna it's probably gonna tear that whoever that host is up, you know what I'm saying? And who do we think that host is? Because it goes, Why does it have to be me? And Dolores says, Because I trust you. To me it's Teddy. No, I think Teddy is gonna be um Chibs. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's I think right. Teddy yeah. is Chibs. Well, I think this comes back to who do you know? I don't know who else it could be, but so who's somebody she trusts that man? I mean, that's, honestly, why run, that's why I'm running thin on guesses now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I agree. I, I can't remember. We couldn't think of who it was going to be anyway. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Um, Especially not ones that went sentient and knew what was going on. I mean, the only one I could think of that she would trust, especially with saying, like, we might not even be friends, is Bernard, but that doesn't make any sense because we see Bernard. Yeah. So, I, man, I honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm excited for next week already, I can tell you that much. Yeah, no, because we get to see the right control actual robot, and, you know, maybe we get a little display, you know. Who knows? <laughs> you know. I, don't know. I, I doubt it. I doubt I it, too, but, you know, a man can dream. Um. And of course, that's little, pretty much the, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Um, but guys, if y'all saw something else, you know, that was a little nugget or something. I mean, I tried to I freeze frame several pictures, you know, like if there was any significance to the map that Hector was holding, and it was just a picture of like where Nazi Nazi strongholds are along this route, you know, because I mean, I really looked into it and. Um, uh, I tried to look at all the stuff that was posted on wall. I didn't catch anything that was like a an Easter egg anywhere, and I might have just missed something. You know, the, you know, who knows? I felt like maybe there was something flashing when Bernard was going through the computer and self-checking, but I didn't catch anything distinctive. Um, I think it was just purely a foundation episode to build everything. Um, but if y'all thought of something or saw something or have a theory, please email us at Bleed TV Podcast on Gmail or on Twitter. We're on Bleed TV Podcast and on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we got several emails over this past week, you know, talking about the show. Uh, just mainly a lot of fan service, you know, uh, not a lot of theories per se, just more about, you know, talking about the show in general. So we really appreciate those emails, and I think we replied to all of them. Um, and so I look forward to hearing from you guys again and anybody else. Uh, as always, make sure you're subscribing and give us a positive review on iTunes if you if you get an opportunity, if you like what you hear. But have y'all got anything else? Nope. No, man, I'm done. Sounds good, guys. Well, look, again, thank y'all for everything. And so uh, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.